0: I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the see, most haunted of city a the, on <laughs> earth. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Most Haunted City on Earth. My name is Madison Timmons.
1: I'm Chris Susie.
0: And today we have another Q&A session for you. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Um, if you have questions that you would like to ask us about the ghosty things, uh, definitely utilize the TikTok Q&A button. That is going to be the best place to get your question at, uh, answered, I should say. Um, because otherwise it can get a little bit lost into the, uh, comment sections of whatnot. So, uh, today we are utilizing those questions that were asked through that button. So, um, JT, do you have any announcements you want to make or anything like that?
2: Yeah. Uh, become a Pear junkie because we got a lot of stuff coming up and we got a lot of stuff already on there so um, you know we, we got exclusive episodes every week uh, we are cooking with grease on a mobile podcast about the Belgium train explosion and we have two series episodes um, which is a television series that we're shooting that is fused with a podcast so you know it's kind of like a new media type of thing really really excited
0: about it's that it's fun stuff it is and if you want to see chris and i sitting on the floor of the Grayface museum
2: surrounded by clowns
0: yes yeah, surrounded by clowns <laughs> then you should become a para junkie so <laughs> yes 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 awesome
2: let's go ahead and get started all right the first question comes from aaron bailey 2002 you know what i didn't do hold on let me thank our patrons Woo! Woo! we haven't done that in a minute all right Uh, I would love to thank Corrine Denny, Kelsey Reagan, Allison Teal, Amarillo Doe, and Lauren. Thank y'all so much for becoming uh, patrons this week. Seriously, like we really, really, really appreciate it. Welcome to the Parajunkie family. All right, now let's get started. Aaron Bailey, 2002, asks, (laughs) Hi, besties. Hey, Bestie. Hey, <laughs> hey girl. Hey. Um, why do some people experience ghost touches to feel like butterflies slash cobwebs and some experience a human touch? Hashtag ghost heroin.
0: We're never going to live it down. No, we're not. That's the way it goes. <laughs> but um, it's an interesting question. Uh, I think it really depends on the spirit that is touching you. Um, so. You know, how we like to talk about different spirits have different, like, ways of going about things. You know, some spirits have higher energy levels than others. I find that, like, spirits that are, like, children or, you know, like, a little bit of a weaker energy Or, you know, they're the ones that typically are like the butterfly sensation or the cobweb or whatever that feeling is. Usually if you feel like a hand touching you, that's a very strong entity because that takes a lot of force to get that type of sensation. Typically the reason why it feels like butterflies is because it's that energy movement. It's almost like kind of like static electricity of sorts. And that's why it kind of feels like, like a, I guess a butterfly, uh, fluttering, or feeling, a cobweb. Or a cobweb. Um, yeah, so if you're feeling like a hand or like a very strong presence like that, it's usually a pretty strong entity. That's kind of the equivalent.
1: So, mm-hmm. And to the same effect, it depends on the person. That
0: is Some true, Some people too. are
1: far more sensitive than other people, and sometimes that sensitivity allows them to experience a more concrete sensation versus a more loose sensation. If you are not overly sensitive, then a spirit trying to reach out and communicate with you can come in very muddied, very light. Uh, But if you are very sensitive, it can become (laughs) very loud and, and sometimes deafening. So the, um, the combination of the two, the energy and the ability of the spirit and the energy and the ability of the person receiving the contact uh, it, there are so many variables, really, when it comes down to it. And that's, that's funny because a lot of questions will boil down to this kind of, well, it depends. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, de- depend- it depends on the type of spirit you're dealing with. It depends on your level of sensitivity. Um, and And to that point, there are times when people who are not sensitive at all will encounter a very, very forceful spirit. And they will have a profound experience. They'll feel it. They will have this almost physical interaction with it. And then there are times when somebody's very sensitive and there'll be a weak, weak spirit, but they will have very concrete sensations, feelings coming off of a spirit that doesn't have enough energy to generate that kind of force for the non receptive person.
2: If I uh, feel a cobweb touch me, ice cream. So <laughs> if. I think we I might have some of that on film, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, we, we did hit that cobweb. It wasn't a cobweb. (laughs) That spider was out to get us. Yes. Because I hit it with my face and it did not break. The the web was like I got gotcha. you. I'm like no you don't. No I'm getting out of this.
2: Yeah, and the ki- the gimbal it pulled the gimbal like I don't know if y'all know. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a gimbal is, it has three motors and it balances the camera. Um, it pulled the gimbal against its well. You know it that was the type a strong of spider. I was expecting
1: like Spider Man yeah, to yeah. show up because it was it yeah. stopped me in my tracks. I know? mean
2: yeah the camera goes <laughs> like that. Was like good job Spider
1: you caught I, a six foot I- four Asian. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> We
0: feast <laughs> well, tonight. We feast, yo. That <laughs> it was Aragog from yes. Harry Potter.
2: <laughs> it was it was literally Chris. He caught Chris, and then I <laughs> walked into it. Madison like dodged it somehow. Well,
0: I ducked. Well, because I was sandwiched in between you two, so I saw Chris get smacked up. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, cool. I'm gonna duck down. I'm also small, so I was just like, and JT's. Well Chris brought it down
2: Chris brought it down to like my level, (laughs) which is like half of him. And then it hits the camera. So he like I probably would have went under it if I was first. And then Chris managed to bring it down to my level. Thank you. I had to snap it away from my head.
1: It was was strong. It (laughs) was like a cable.
2: (laughs) Anyway. Uh, So spiders spiders are scary. Yeah. Yes.
1: Uh Let's just get that over with. You know, yeah. just creepy crawlies. Creepy, creepy crawlies. crawlies. Don't creepy mess
0: crawlies. with the Meldrum Georgia spiders, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they're trying to catch a train. <laughs>
1: I got a plan. It's true. <laughs> just a over cons- the years, it got stronger and
2: stronger. A conspiracy to stop
0: the theory right. <laughs> All
2: right. Well, that was funny. Okay, so Taylor and Luke asks, "Hi guys, love the show. Thank you. Uh, do you think playing a song?" sung by an artist that has passed away would conjure that spirit. Ooh, interesting. Example Amy Winehouse. So, weird flex. I like this. That is
0: an interesting question. That's a great question. Taylor and Luke always comes in with the heat. She does, so right? She yeah. Does,
2: she brings the heat.
0: Um honestly, I feel like it really does more to honor a spirit than conjure a spirit, if that makes sense. Um, When we play their music, when we um, interact with their art, it's not actively like the intention isn't there to be like, I'm going to play this music and conjure the spirit of Amy Winehouse. You know, it's, um, you're appreciating it. So, I don't think, you know, if you're blasting Amy Winehouse in your car, which I do often. I actually really love Amy Winehouse. You know, I don't anticipate her coming and sitting in my Do you do you really? I love Amy Winehouse. Well, because
2: because anytime she pulls up, it's just heavy metal. <laughs> Literally. I'm not kidding. <laughs> that t- is yeah. true.
0: Uh, and I'm
2: like, "Hey baby, then you then having a good a scrub day?
0: Scrub the brain, you know. Yeah, yeah. listen. Um, She's yeah. a metalhead. Okay, but so are you. So, anyways, um, no. And I do. I do. I love Amy Winehouse. That was the first artist that I've ever played in my first car of my own. You mean the so Amy oh,
2: Winehouse a, uh, cover by Suicide Silence?
0: Oh my god. <laughs> anyways, I don't know why this turned into him roasting me. Any but the.
2: Uh, <laughs> He's got the material.
1: Apparently, I do. I do have material.
0: I also have a lot of material on him. We Uh-oh. can go into JT's. Let's watch that show. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but yes, I don't anticipate Amy Winehouse coming and sitting with me and my little Volkswagen Beetle. So, um, you know, it's an interesting concept. I feel like if you wanted to like invoke a spirit, you could if yeah. you were like in the intention mindset. Well, you know,
1: it's interesting because I think that now we are dealing with um, projection more than conjure. I think that if you were to attempt... A uh, a reach out, especially to somebody that is not directly involved in your life or your existence. What you're really doing is you are giving energy around you a form. You're basically uh, utilizing your own passions for an artist, your own love, and it can manifest as seeing, feeling, or having a profound experience with what seems like the spirit of that artist. But really what it is, is it's a manifestation of your connection to the artist. So it would only be as solid as your feelings about the artist, as 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 the emotions that are evoked by listening to the music, as these things, um, which I think can occur with any uh, person that you have idolization of, anybody that you love deeply, anyone that you, uh, they can uh, become a amalgam of the energies around you and present themselves as a form that you find most receivable. So when talking about like actually conjuring the, the the exact spirit, there are so many conditions and so many things. and And in the end, we don't actually know, but I do firmly believe that energies around you want to communicate, want to be seen, heard, felt, want to have connection. And if you are playing music and 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 emoting in a certain way and showing openness to a specific thing you might encounter the spirit that you would identify mm-hmm. as that artist. Um, I have lots of stories about being visited by Mark Twain um, all my life. like even before I knew who Mark Twain was, the huh. first time I saw Mark Twain I, or a picture of him, I was like, I know that guy. Wow. And it was definitely one of those things where I'm not certain by any stretch of the imagination that Mark Twain is speaking to me, but I do have a a profound love of Mark Twain, of his writing, of everything like that. So it's one of those weird back and forths that in in the pre-time of my cognition, I might have seen like Hal Holbrook on the TV and it just became something ingrained in my mind. I don't know, but I do know that Mark Twain... Has helped me through very dark times, very bizarrely, you know, uh, through dreams and through kind of like visions and any and, and aud- audible sounds and things. Um, so yeah, you know, that actually sounds like schizophrenia now that I say it, that loud. <laughs> but. Uh, What I am saying is that energies around you do want to communicate with you and oftentimes will try to find a way to do that that doesn't alarm or scare you, that doesn't send you away, that you're receptive to, um, which is equally dangerous because sure, harmful spirits will do the same. They will try Mm -hmm. to disguise themselves as things you would be receptive to receiving because that connection is so important in order to continue their existence, you know, their existence is defined by our recognition of them, mm. at least on this plane. You know mm-hmm. uh, They exist in a different plane. They exist in an alternate plane. And so anytime that they're here, they rely on us to form them, to give them a context. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Uh, could an artist's music or film or, you know, any type of art, even a painting, could it be used in a ritual to, con- like, in an actual absolutely. ritual? Oh, yeah. Not just by playing absolutely. it randomly. Absolutely. Well,
0: absolutely. It, and we kind of briefly talked about this in when we were in the Gacy room at the Graveface Museum, so uh, if you're a para-junkie, you'll eventually see that. Um, but when you're making art, you're putting a piece of yourself into that. And yeah. so I feel like it does attach itself almost to you, yeah. I do get weary though when people try to conjure celebrities. It's
1: dangerous.
0: It's very dangerous because, especially with a celebrity, because there are entities out there that know that you so desperately want to talk to this person. And that's why when people are like, oh, I was able to conjure the spirit of Marilyn Monroe right. or like, exactly. you know, or um, someone from the 27 Club, you know, because especially the 27 Club, yes. a lot of people have. Wanted that. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, I I get suspicious because I'm like, uh, you know, I just especially because like Chris said, you know, you don't have like a connection with them personally in life. So it's harder. It immediately makes it harder.
2: Although if I die tomorrow and you uh, try to conjure me by playing like uh, our, our feature film. Or, or something that I made, I will be honored. I will literally show up like, oh my God, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this is so sweet.
1: Well, and, and <laughs> make note that when you listen to the music of a dead person, you are listening to the voice of a dead person. When you see a movie and all those actors have passed, when you watch Humphrey Bogart on screen or when you watch Marilyn Monroe on screen, in many ways, you are directly interacting with the ghosts of these people, with mm. the imprint that they left on this world. And... That is why art is such a fascinating thing because it is a way that we communicate to each other but it lasts and outlasts us. So those figures reach a certain type of immortality. You know, Mel Monroe has been dead a long time but we still talk pretty regularly. It comes up in conversation. Elvis Presley dead a long time. He still has a a presence in pop culture and the zeitgeist so... Whenever that is available, you have to realize that that spiritual energy of so many people recognizing, so many people knowing who that is, does give uh, a certain type of material for spirits to present themselves.
2: And can art be haunted? Absolutely, by, like yeah. by yes. either the artist or because mm-hmm. I, I remember there's a movie. I don't remember what it's called. You might, you might remember uh, Chris, but it's a movie that I believe it's like in the 70s or 80s, possibly 90s. Um, and I'm giving you a wide <laughs> breath, <laughs> a couple decades, oh, yeah, just there, 30 but, years. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, <just 30. laughs> but I know it wasn't before the 70s. Um, but uh, it was a it was a, a movie that is cursed, and oh, anyone who watches yes. it. Um, uh, anyone who watches it like dies or, or oh, sure. yeah,
0: it was the movie that uh, it everybody it who, in the last couple years. I remember, I remember that it was the movie. Oh, God, what it was called? Let it, me Google it. Hold it, it was on. the movie where like everybody who went to see it in that theater died, like oh, a really gosh. odd death or something like movie. that. And so
2: it was oh, a really strange. A <laughs> They're just showing you the movie cursed. called Curse, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Cursed, yeah, that's exactly the cursed, cursed. Yeah, yeah, cursed. yeah. yeah. love it. Because I remember when they released it's, it. It, it's it, was, like, it starts with an A. Yeah, it, it starts was, with an A. Yes, I. Anthe, I a, a, R, yeah, yeah film.
1: Antrim, thank Antrim. you. Antrim. I was like, it's it's like atrium. It's like uh
2: Yes, Antrim. Yeah. Oh, you can watch it free on Tubi. <laughs> oh,
1: Congratulations. You could... That's straight up ring material right there. Yeah, Yeah, right? Oh, I love that. Okay. But yes, to answer the question... Yeah. um, Anything that requires that dedication of time and 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 forethought, uh, anybody who's putting effort into the creation of something is performing a ritual. Sure, making a movie is a ritual. It involves very specific tasks, very specific things that you do over and over again. Painting a picture, <laughs> damn a ritual. straight. Yeah, you have to make the lines. You have to you know form the picture. You are putting intent and thought into these things, and that's why you can come across cursed paintings that are not the subject matter, but rather the intent of the artist. So, oh. you know, you find all these things. Uh, there was a, a great story in Savannah about a, a a pair of paintings that was in an antique shop and a Bed and Breakfast bought one of the paintings uh, separating the two. Okay. And it caused all kinds of mayhem, and oh, and uh, every guest who was in the room with the painting complained about the painting and complained about the sense of unease. the The antique store caught on fire. There's all kinds of, of things. And what we learned was that the paintings were of a husband and wife, mm-hmm. and the paintings had never been separated. They'd always traveled together. And when this you know person who was just decorating their their bed and breakfast bought the The wife and took it away. All of this energy was. Oh, all I love just that. Torn. And I was like, "What
2: a great story! It's, it's so romantic. <laughs> it's <is> very romantic, <laughs> babe, Although, babe, if we ever get separated, his paintings, I'll burn them. An my ante favorite was it <laughs> <tore> down <laughs> for you, baby. Uh,
1: one of the guys who stayed in the room said that he woke up in the middle of the night because the light. So it was a woman, and there was a lamp in the back, a, a, uh-huh. a gas lamp. Uh, the light from the lamp was shining into his room from the painting.
0: Wow. Yeah,
1: and he um, left. He was just like nope. I'm absolutely out. not. <laughs> wow.
0: Um there's also like plenty of stories of paintings being cursed of sorts mm-hmm. because uh, artists put their own blood into it. Lots of it. blood
1: in paintings, yeah. There is yeah. a lot of blood in paintings. Cuz even if yeah. it's a
0: good paint, even mm-hmm. if they didn't do it on <laughs> yeah. purpose, there's you know, there's,
1: there's all kinds of weird things, palette yeah. knives and things like that. Uh, Famous story of Michelangelo swallowing gallons of paint, yeah, you know, over oh. the time that he painted because he was lying on his back painting on the ceiling. Yep. So there's there's plenty of uh, of art that that carries with it the anguish of the artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and when you have that tortured artist since scenario, uh, you could
2: have leftover residue of. Sure that, I feel like I've you know as a filmmaker, obviously it's like you have a digital file, so you can't bleed into it. But I I feel you know that the when you're trying to get it a shot and and of course you know this chris like when when you're trying to get a shot and you're just stressing your body out mm-hmm. super hard you're hanging upside down you're uh you know there's plenty of filmmakers that jump out of planes and you know i'm always i always find myself like trying to get a weird shot and i've bent my body into an s and uh you know it's just like the pain and the stress and like the sweat that all is kind of like in the in the the digital file for you and you oh, know, yeah. not, no, the no. people you don't are, know what you did. You're putting all that energy you, into it. Exactly. Absolutely. When you're absolutely. watching everyone watch it, they're like, oh, cool shot. I'm like, oh, thank God it was worth it. it was like, you it's like Sometimes
1: like when you're watching a movie, you can actually get a sense of what it was like to be on set. If that makes sense. Like you can watch yeah. a movie and sense that these people loved each other. And yeah. These yeah. people are in sync and sure. it, it reads and registers through. So yeah. when they're not in sync also reads and registers through. So that gives you an idea of what you're really capturing in any art, uh, Mm -hmm. photography, painting is the overall energy that went into the creation of it. And it lasts, it exists. And um, I'm surprised that there's not more discussion about people who are communicating through art and that communication lives past them, you know, and stretches beyond them. You know, if you put it on a streaming service, People you'll never meet in person are experiencing your, your words, your thoughts, your ideas, and that is, in essence, a way of haunting a person. Sure. You know, I am haunting That's someone weird. on the other side of the world who is listening to my words or seeing my, uh, you know, what I wanted to see, seeing through my eyes. So, yeah, I, um, I think uh, that, uh, that deserves a deep dive you know, yeah. that, that maybe in a future podcast yeah. we'll look at is haunted art. Mm-hmm. Haunted
2: art. All right, here we go. Uh Angel Dewata asks and I believe this person's asked questions mm-hmm. um before thank you um do you believe watching scary movies and indulging in horror slash true crime media attracts negative energy slash spirits to you? What are with these great questions, right. bro? Well,
0: if that is the God. case, then I am so screwed. <laughs> uh, I, <guess. laughs>
2: uh, I think to a certain degree, yes. I mean, I don't think you're going to get Ted Bundy by watching a Ted Bundy. I hope you don't. Um, oh, gosh. You know? So I think uh, the, the,
1: the, the short answer is, Watching scary movies and or listening to scary things, uh, ghost stories in general, does open you up to the idea. It gives you a premise by which you can operate in your life. And if you are opening that door saying, maybe there's something there, then the things that are there will become more apparent to you. So it's not so much I'm inviting evil things or I'm inviting things by watching these scary movies. I think that what you're really doing is... Uh, giving yourself the opportunity to experience something frightful, something scary in a relatively safe environment, but you are opening your perception. You're yeah. saying these Maybe are things. Do Maybe exist. ghosts do exist. Maybe ghosts do exist. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I think the tradition of ghost stories is, is introducing an idea of a world that is beyond our own so that we can navigate it, so that we can have some kind of map for when these things happen, sure. if they happen, you know, you, you, you most ghost stories are fantastical, you know, around the campfire, but it prepares you for the idea that maybe things linger, maybe yeah. things are around. So I do think that to some degree, what you're doing when you're watching scary things or when you're watching these true crime things is you're kind of opening up a um, a perception of the possibility, and once you've accepted a possibility, then the reality is. Not too far behind.
0: Well, so so the thing is, of where I go with this, is I feel like horror movies are a healthy way of exploring your fears. Um, Yeah. You know, because it it is. It's very cathartic. It's interesting, too. Um, And then on the side of true crime, I think the reason why true crime really has taken a major, like, like, uptick, you know, is that it allows people from the safety of their own home to explore the human condition. Um, you yeah, know, it's I, a roller coaster. Yeah, exactly. you know,
1: a roller coaster gives you the thrill of flying towards your death without, you know, the risk of dying.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so I just um I don't think it invites things in because you have to intentionally in my in my opinion, you have to be actively, you know, like, that is your intention. If your intention is just to experience this for fun, or, you know, or if your intention is to, you know, like, I have a fear of dolls, and I'm gonna watch this movie about dolls to help me get over my fear of dolls, whatever, which has not helped me. But, you know, it's a surprise, surprise. (laughs) But, you know, if that's your intention, you know, there's not things I, I like to clarify for some of the viewers because I feel like they think that we're out here saying, like, there's just entities watching you all the time, like, waiting no. for you to slip up. And it's like, that's not the case. They're not sitting there, like, well, she's watching The Conjuring. So now I'm going to become Bathsheba and well, I'm going <laughs> to well, dive on
2: in. You know, like, off of that, though, what if you're watching The Conjuring? in the conjuring house or what if you're, what if you're no, like like what okay, if you're yeah. watching yeah, a Ted Bundy documentary in, you know, the, uh, the coyote house at right, you sure. know, Florida sure. state, it's like, well, it's busted down, but like, but like on that land, yeah. you know, um, like what about that? What and if so you're those watching, are, those in are, a place are willing of acts significance? of conjuring. Those are yeah. willing
1: acts of, of, of tempting fate, uh, and, and, and the like, and, and yeah, People grossly overestimate how regular encounters with the the dead are because there are so many outlets for people to speak and talk about it. It's a very rare case, uh, occasion, and spirits are not a, a common thing because they, they don't technically belong. You know, uh, we, we exist in a very specific type of world for a reason, for the experiential reason of being human. And these extra entities, these extra things, these extra spirits, they are sort of like a uh, byproduct of existence. So it is not normal to encounter ghosts regularly. People who have gifts, people who see them all the time are actually dealing with a an ability to... Hear past what is concrete to the rest of us. So it is important to note that I keep talking about opening the door, about uh, opening your perception, opening your willingness, and things of that nature. That does not automatically mean you're going to have an experience. I've known far too many people who are desperate to have that experience, who are desperate to see, sense, or be a part of some haunted experience. And they never get it. Sure. You know, they'll never actually experience it. And that's where the equipment comes in that you use in ghost hunting because the equipment facilitates an experience. It facilitates something that is not readily available physically to people who are not overly sensitive. Mm. So when we when we talk about spirits and we talk about it, because this is a ghost podcast, yeah, it is literally us talking about ghosts, but because this is the only experience you have with us, <laughs> it seems like it is the all-consuming thing in our existence, in our life. Sure. Um, important to note, it is not normal to witness or experience the paranormal. So if you do, you are actually having a rare and, and, and wondrous experience of the human you know, journey. Uh, and the vast, vast, vast majority of them are positive. Mm-hmm. Just like the vast 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 majority of people that you will encounter in your life are positive. Mm-hmm. you know I'm hoping that you have relatively few truly nasty people in your life relatively few murderers, <laughs> relatively few serial killers. you know hopefully you haven't run into these people and people go their whole lives from birth to death without encountering terrible horrible people uh, of that nature of that mm-hmm. extreme of that extremity uh, and that's the same with with, with spirits. You know, the the vast majority of them are kind and, you know, want to uh, facilitate a comfortable existence for themselves and you. So, yeah, um, yep. we My- tend to only tell dark stories because those are the ones that most people want to hear. And it is probably the more fascinating of them Yeah, because we could just spend the whole day going and then... It was nice.
0: It was, it was so <laughs> and then
1: it was pleasant. Because yeah. a lot of ghost encounters are just like I saw a guy; he waved at me. Yeah, and I was like, "Ooh, spooky!" It's like it's not spooky. Uh, a lot. I mean, especially for people who have the the gift of sight or the gift of 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 uh, of seeing. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, yeah. They have very pedestrian experiences. They just see. Somebody standing there. They just see somebody walk by. They, you know, mm. uh, will will walk down the street, and it is not that much different than you walk down the street and seeing someone you don't know walk by. Yeah, it's that casual, which makes you know, which takes away a little of the boogity boogity from from the storytelling. <laughs> but that's got to go on a shirt. It, the boogity boogity <laughs> boogity boogity. Uh, and it should be noted that we focus on the boogity boogity stories. Because they excite us, because they're yeah. exciting. Um, I I do the same when I encounter people. If a person is exciting and interesting, I'm telling my wife, I met the most incredible person today. If somebody just walks by and says, yeah. I always really say, guess what? <laughs> Some guy walked by and said, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and <laughs> we don't do that. Yeah. So uh, it, is, it is worth noting that uh, we definitely talk a lot about like, yeah. spirits and their, their parasitic nature and, and how they're trying to get in blah, blah, blah. That is because of the nature of this podcast, not because it is the prevailing uh, uh, theory yeah. of, of spirits for us.
0: I would for completely sure, agree sure. with that. All
2: right, let's go on to the next question. But before we do, uh, I would like to plug um, something super fast. Thank y'all all for leaving five star uh, five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Seriously, that helps us out so much. We're just like five stars all around. And that you know that makes us feel really, really good about what we do. Um, if you haven't left us five stars yet, please do. If you enjoy this podcast, we really appreciate it. All right, on to the next one. I'm all right dude periods uh asks so like how do you feel about people you might have influenced through your podcast i sleep with my door closed because of the hat man oh no
0: oh god
2: <laughs> oh my god! Okay, hold on. <laughs> Whoa, I gotta. All right, let me let me just repeat the question. So like, I I feel like this is like, and I love. I I feel like like I'm all right. I'm dude. all right, dude. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's are like you in sure? The end, are you okay? <laughs> are, are you
0: doing all right? We're
2: sorry. <laughs> As I just said, hey, if you enjoyed this podcast. Um, <laughs> well, if we've scarred you forever. If we scarred you forever, leave us five stars. Oh, my God. All right. So, like, how do you feel about people you might have influenced through your podcast? I sleep with my door closed because of the hat man and chair facing away from me.
0: Uh, we're so sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, it's never our intention to make you fearful of your life um wait hold on
2: though like i will t- <laughs> i will tell you i love this question because as a guy who like was born to just scare people that's my that's what i want that's so, your goal. <laughs> that's my yes. goal. so you've helped me in uh accomplish my goal and i, I i'm glad you're all right dude well all
0: technically right. that was my story that scarred this person i was the one yeah. who brought hat man into this conversation bring oh jeez, i'm so sorry um <laughs> It, and, uh, and don't be fearful of Hat Man. I, I do want to... Cl- Clarify that. Don't be scared of him because he's not really a bad spirit per se. Well he's we've just, ever
2: heard a story of him being Yeah, he doesn't attack aggressive or there's a first time for everything though.
0: Shut up, Jay. Anyways, <laughs> exiled. <laughs> then I'll also go on a shirt or a hat exiled. or something. Exiled. Anyways. Um but yeah, Hatman's never hurt anybody. I brought it up because it was a creepy experience from my childhood. And
1: it's one that many people have yeah. Reported. There's a lot of stories of Hatman. Uh but how do we feel about people we've influenced? I mean,
0: we love our listeners a we lot. We love our listeners. And
1: and that's an interesting thing because that's that's kind of the name of the game is influence. You know, um what can we provide to people that they they don't receive anywhere else? So, you know, that we can introduce you to a story that you may not have heard or some notion that you may not have been familiar with. Um, to the point of scaring you, sorry. But at the same time, that is kind of what the stories are. Oh, yeah. That is kind of what the idea behind doing a podcast like this is is to face your fears in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. This is a safe environment. You know, we're not jumping out of the radio to go, boo. You know, we are boogity. boogity boogity. We're not boogity boogitying you. It's coming. Um, yeah. It will at one point. You know, uh, we'll, we'll do that that old uh, video where the face pops up.
0: Ah, yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to
1: do that sometime. But. To the point, um, it shows the power of storytelling. It shows the power of our ability to encapsulate and present uh, material that is personal to us. That that is something that our base of knowledge is experience more than anything else. So when we tell a story about something that happened to us something that occurred to us or 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 you know something that we we've, we've looked up and, and really researched or, or, or anything like that the fact that it can affect you kind of is the point we do want people to know these things and and be familiar with them because it's our passion you know we we're, we're doing this out of passion we're doing this because we love it it's it's a, a, a it's a subject that we could go on and on and on about. So, you know, that's how we actually made this podcast happen. (laughs) It was a subject that if these microphones weren't here, we would probably have these exact same conversations. We would talk about these things and we had talked about them, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for years of just, oh yeah, you know, have you heard that? Oh yeah. Did you know this? Or so, you know, um, we're just including everyone in what we're passionate about and what we love, but uh, we do not intend to do
0: Damage?
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know. I do a little bit.
1: Oh, well, JT. <laughs> JT, JT,
0: minute. I, I would compare us to being like, if you watch horror movies or things like that, we're on par with things like that. Sure. And... Mind you, same as Chris said with the last question, we do talk about the scary stuff because that's what people want to hear. You know, it that's what people who have listened to this podcast have told us. They're like, yes, we like these scary, scary stories because, like, I can tell you about some nice ghosts I've experienced, but y'all are like, hmm, weak and so yeah. seriously <laughs> like, no no seriously it's true, yeah. true. on TikTok the, <laughs> TikTok the people so on TikTok mean.
2: are so freaking mean now not all of you You're like there's a lot of great you yeah. know people on TikTok uh, who you know TikTok really blew blew us up Yeah, you know, that's how we got blown up TikTok
0: do be keeping us humble though <laughs> <laughs> they're like mm, yeah I just not stopped reading the
1: comments all together yeah
2: that's honestly same I don't even re- read the comments unless we're you know going through it for questions yeah. and all of that just cause yeah. I do <laughs> I know
0: you do <laughs> so. But regardless. <laughs>
2: All right. Uh, let's move on. Thrifty Letters. I like that. Thrifty Letters asks Do you know much about the legend of La Llorona? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Honestly, I'd like to. Like, we could talk a little bit about it, but I have the perfect person for, La, you up. Michael. Oh, yeah. Um, um, he grew up, you know, being Hispanic, he grew up with this, and it was his number one fear as a kid. And First, uh, explain who Michael
0: is. Oh, so Michael.
2: Th- Michael's one of, my, one of my best friends. Um, he's one of my best friends. Uh, he was a groomsman of mine. Um, and uh, he lives in Atlanta now. He did live in Chicago, but he moved down, so he's way closer, and I love that. We actually just went up and saw him. Uh, but he's going to be down uh, early November, so I'll we'll we'll have him on the podcast because he's actually a uh, makeup artist and a great one at that. Uh, he Very does good, super super dark stuff. Like, Talk
0: about nightmare fuel. His yeah, stuff he is does
2: Great stuff. His name's yeah. Michael Molina. If you want to see him on um, Deathly
0: swallows. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's his humor. So yep. follow it him, is. On, follow him is. on Instagram.
2: <laughs> but anyway, uh, he's great. Um, but yeah, we'll have him. We'll have him on to talk about La Llorona. Yeah, sure. I think Absolutely. and some other uh, Hispanic. So yeah, tips. be on
1: the lookout for you know a yeah. future episode on La Llorona. But uh, I, we we are
2: familiar enough, and
1: La Llorona falls into the the woman in white, yeah. long black hair, crying, which which is a spirit that is seen and experienced all around the world. Almost every culture has some version of the crying woman or the um, yeah, certainly the mother who's lost their her, her children mm-hmm. uh, even you know Edith you Sinana. take Alice yeah. Riley as a La Llorona type character which is that maternal loss of child uh, and I think that's because the grief of that type of experience does just resonate uh, as a human being uh, you, you understand anguish, you understand sorrow, you understand these things, and they and that personification uh, is seen throughout the world. Even Bloody Mary in England, when you're saying Bloody Mary in England, if you're familiar with the Bloody Mary, um, and I'm, <laughs> I should preface this that I, I'm not 100% sure uh, I, I was told this, <laughs> but I believe they say, Bloody Mary, I have your baby. Instead of just Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, you say, Bloody Mary, I have your baby. Bloody Mary, I have your baby. Uh, as Because part of that myth and mythos was the idea that Bloody Mary was a woman who lost her children. Because that seems to be enough of a grief moment to really just spike through our, our plane of existence and, and make something last.
0: Yeah, I mean... Any type of spirit like that exists because of the trauma of losing children. Because that, that type of trauma is very, very intense, very palpable.
1: And universal.
0: Yes, exactly. And so that's why we usually, when we talk about Alice Riley, why she's such an intense spirit. One, because we talk about her so much. But like, you know, I usually say on my tour, I'm like a mother that lost their child. That's going to be a a woman who you 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 don't want to get in her way you know um because even like the scream that people have reported when a mother finds out that they lost their child is unlike any kind of scream that you could possibly hear i think that shows a lot to why the spirits stick almost um, it's why grizzly
2: bears are the way they are yeah i mean they're the mo- and and hippopotamus Yeah, you know they're they both the both of those animals are extremely deadly solely off of the fact that they are
0: very maternal. Yeah, very maternal, protecting, Deathly maternal. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's you know that's worth noting. It's natural, you know, in in nature, the the female is oftentimes the larger, the stronger. Mm -hmm. You know, the female is oftentimes the aggressor and the one you know. Uh, when you think of lions, you always think of this big maned lion. That guy just lies around yeah, while, the, while the women do all the hunting and killing. So, you know, it it is a fascinating aspect of our um, universal comprehension of the human experience. That loss of child is is profound, but it's almost always maternal. You very rarely have ever heard of a father ghost who oh, yeah. lost yeah. his child. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that we Our physical connection as as fathers to a child mm-hmm. are not the same they're just not the same yes um we did not gestate, and we did not have this was not our flesh in 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 as much as you know uh, a body inside of another body.
2: I actually have a really interesting, like, super quick story <clears throat> about, uh, about that maternal uh, the fire. Uh, basically, when I was a young kid, um, y'all, y'all know the, uh, that my film production company is called Red Eye Film Productions. When I was a young kid, um, my dad at, the, at our mountain house up in uh, western North Carolina would tell us about the Red Eyes um and it was always these things that would like look in through the window uh like at you with these glowing red eyes and he painted this like you know super gruesome picture and i loved it i loved it i never saw him so that's why i loved it uh because i can just imagine it on olin island really yeah oh yeah i mean well i i maybe they're everywhere you know the actual story of the red eye no, I don't know. Finish uh, your story. Go ahead. But yeah, so so anyway, um, so my dad and his brother, uh, Uncle Bruce, um, decided that they were going to uh, destroy me, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and they took bike reflectors, and uh, oh, sure. Bruce went out uh, in the woods, and Dad says hey Jay I want to show you something real really quick and and our mountain house is like up on a hill and uh you know there's woods at the bottom of this hill and he shines this big powerful flashlight into the woods and there are those glowing red eyes he told me about everything became so real and did I get behind my papa did I get behind my granddad who did like three tours in Vietnam no, I went to my Mimi. Oh. I went straight to my Mimi and I was crying and I literally like that was the safest place in the entire world was my Mimi. And she is this she was like 5 foot 5 but <laughs> mean as a freaking fire ant. And I went and I I got I like 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 literally dove into my Mimi and she held me and she unleashed the most unholy hell upon these two men i will never forget and i'm just standing there behind mimi like smiling <laughs> like you're getting it and she's like if you ever do that i mean and 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 my dad and and uncle bruce like have their heads down and they're like oh my god and, like like i'm <laughs> i am so screwed <laughs> And uh, yeah, so I mean, that just like from a young kid, just my natural instinct was to go to my Mimi, this this great grandmother, my great grandmother, old and small, but she was fury. I mean, she was fury (laughs) and she did a great job defending me. She could have took down those red eyes. She did, actually. Yeah, She did. (laughs) She She, she absolutely (laughs) took them down. Well, you know, it's funny because, yeah, red eyes Mm -hmm. uh, in this area, they're pirates. Um,
1: oh, really, and, but, but wherever you go, there is a version of the story, which is basically um, a criminal enterprise of some type go to hide their their goods, okay. um, and the leader um, doesn't trust one of them, so he burns their eyes out with a oh. red hot poker. And what you're seeing is the embers. smoldering embers Whoa. in their eyes, Whoa. and um, oh. and in uh, like uh, on Oakland Island. The, the the story is that they buried a treasure there, you know, pirates. Sure, uh, sure, and they put hot coals in his eyes, but he was left there to protect the treasure. They just didn't want him to see. Sure, you know, mm-hmm. they so they put the the coals in his eyes. So you're seeing these coals and embers so in his eyes. Cool. Yeah, so that I love that. that 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 I've heard that story in like multiple locations out in the middle of Kansas. It was you know uh, Native Americans out in the um, uh, far west. It was gangsters. Yeah, you know, and it was just like oh. Interesting, you know, that, that that this story comes around that somebody wants to tell you the story about someone burning someone else's eyes out and the embers of their eye, you know, of their sockets are what you see. Interesting. At, I got to ask
2: dad where he got that because he might have heard that, you know, he's lived in the South so life he, he I, I always thought that he got it from because he's the one that created it, you know. <laughs> and, uh,
1: in the mountains, it's usually moonshiners. Oh, I don't think Alan, dad... Knows well. Anything I mean, about just that, the story but, is: yeah, is the red eyes are there are, the, are moonshiners sh- who have a still, and one of them double crosses them, so they take the fire from the still and
2: pop. Wow, it, pop so out th- their that's eyes. one of those things that just goes around. Mm. Uh, that's interesting. I always thought the dad got it from uh, like Scooby Doo cartoons, where you have the red eyes in the yeah. woods. Sure, that's probably JT. What he got it
0: from. I do like to say JT was the type of kid and is still the type of child that <laughs> um, loves. Creatures. He mm-hmm. loves yeah, monsters. Do. He loves creature features. All Tremors that is of... my favorite movie. Tremors yeah. was so good. It was. Yeah, it
1: like... a moment to recognize that Tremors is a brilliant, brilliant. It movie. is a
2: brilliant film. I
1: and saw it in the movie theater, and I'm me jealous. and I was it's so jealous. I was in the army at the time, so me and my buddies were in the movie theater. But by the end. We were we had our feet off the ground. Oh. We were watching yeah. the movie with our feet off the ground.
2: I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean I, I always think that Tremors is the perfect movie. And yeah, I actually great. wrote a I actually wrote um um an essay. In college, about why Trimmers is the perfect movie, I could probably find it if anyone's interested in reading it. But put it on the Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <we're laughs> put it, okay. it on the Patreon the, for the bear junkies. But yeah, the, like you know, it's just got the romance, it's got the violence, it's got the it's and it's got a It's cryptid. It's it comedy is. because it, really is.
1: it um it harkens to like the Mongolian death worm. And, yeah, and it harkens to um, the Dehole of of Lovecraftian lore. It harkens to the sandworms yep. from both Beetlejuice and Dune. You know, it, it yeah. has all these roots that we're kind of familiar with, that we sure. have, like, mm-hmm. this notion of. So, um, yeah, sidebar. Yeah. <laughs> Great movie. Tremors. 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 Yeah.
0: Great creature effects. They did oh, they did yeah, such a good job. Very practical
2: and, yeah, and, and simple. Yes. It really was no CGI. No. Zero CGI. Zero CGI. That's, that's one of my main points in the essay is that they did that. They did that. Yeah. Like, they <laughs> went and did it. All right. Here we go. Uh, got two questions left. Laken Sunray... Asks in reference to the welcome mat video, mm-hmm. um, or what you said in the podcast. Uh, what if the ghost speaks a different language? Language, 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 Lang- language. <laughs> That's so smart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. A smart question, y'all.
0: Gosh, you're all. This is why I say TikTok keeps me humble. Um, yeah. <laughs> because it's true. It's actually a very good question because. You know, and that ghost tip, it was don't put the word welcome on your mat because it allows, you know, uh, you're basically welcoming a spirit in by saying like, yes, you are welcome in my home. Now, in the case of it being a spirit that has a language barrier, I don't think it's going to be going off of your welcome mat um, to come into your home. If it has a different language, it's either going to be already attached to your land already going to be, you know, attached to you in some other way or trying to go about other motives. A pretty
1: constant misconception that spirits hear, see, read the way we do. That is true. They Hmm. do not have eyes. They do not have ears. They are using some spiritual uh, detection (laughs) to understand things. So that's why ritual works. That's why... Uh, uh, intention your intention creates a lot of things, and a welcome mat. While, uh, in the end, it's you're putting the word welcome on your front step, uh, it is also a notion and a suggestion of openness and welcoming versus wipe your damn feet before you walk in the house. (laughs) Um, which you know, generally, that's what a welcome mat is it's yeah, it's wipe your feet so worth noting and I've 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 gone through this many times in my life where it was when we're listening to spirit boxes or things like that why are we not hearing them in their native tongue or in their native language if we're not in, in this country what what's going on as far as how do we we tell that and sometimes you do sometimes you will get these foreign languages coming through which is very impressive very interesting oh yeah but in the end I think It's about the communication of an idea that spiritually can be translated to any language that can be given to you and and perceived by you. So you don't necessarily have to speak the language of the spirit in order to understand what it's trying to get across. Um, Having said that, I have oftentimes wondered that very question when it comes to... um, Prayers of exorcism or prayers, right. of, you know, uh, uh, like Latin for the longest time was the prayer of exorcism. It was like uh, do ghosts still speak Latin? As I like, yeah, do, you know, I, and, and it's it's it, it boils down to intent again. It's, yeah. it's the intention of the person speaking that is really being seen, and that ritualistic strength that comes from using a language that they studied and they, you know, uh, really put put their faith into.
0: <laughs> and JT causing mass destruction. Okay? But um, yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I mean, what the whole reason of why not putting the welcome mat in front of your door that says welcome is because thresholds are a big deal, especially in Absolutely. witchcraft, you know, because that is your entrance into your home that is your entrance into your safe space safe space your sacred space even um so you're just you're wanting to control a lot that's why a lot of your wards go towards like the front of your house or um under like you put sigils underneath your mats and stuff I mean, the
1: classic vampire lore states that they cannot enter your house unless you invite them
0: exactly unless you
1: actively invite them and that comes from a long belief about how spirits and how evil forces enter your home and enter your life is through invitation.
0: I also loved reading the comments on that video because so many of you were like... um, uh, saying what mats you use instead, especially the witches came out and that video. <laughs> I, I remember one person said that they had a mat, a mat that said "Go on, get." Go on, Go <laughs> on get. I <laughs> that. that's it like
2: That's a great one. Uh, I, honestly, where'd you get it? That's honestly, great.
0: Yeah, and um, and then another person said that they uh, right before they saw that video, their s- small child. They had a welcome mat that said, hey, boo, which I'm pretty sure, you know, like that was like a big thing this year in the Halloween decor scene uh, was saying like, hey, boo, with like a little ghost on it. And their small child goes, oh, no, mom, you're letting the ghosts in. And I was like, even a seven year old is picking up on it. You know, it's pretty cool. Um, So, yeah, I, I loved reading that.
2: Grand Rapids Massage Therapy asks... In reference to an entity giving you info you should not know, if you take that information, have you entered a contract with that spirit? Great yes. question. Yes. Yes, um, you have.
0: Yeah, it, and it definitely depends on what spirit you're talking to, but usually if a spirit is giving you information that you should not know, like um, something that's going to happen in your future, something that it's saying is like like determined to happen – then yes, that is giving you something, and in trade, they're going to want something back. Um, That is how most demons, using demon as a catch-all term for, you know, just entities of that nature... That is how most of them go about. And that goes back into Fae lore. You know, that's why you never accept a gift from a Fae. Even if you think they're just trying to be nice to you, they're not. They want something. And um, usually you don't want to give them what it is that they want. Uh, because sometimes, you know, you reach into the more malevolent side of things, and they're like, they want, you know, control of your soul and things like that. Especially with Fae. They, they're notorious for things like that. But... A lot of times they're wanting you to do something that benefits them.
1: Yeah. The concept of like signing a contract is, you know, just a a, a piece of our very litigious society. Okay. <laughs> we just think that, oh yeah, you're gonna sign away your soul. It is it is absolutely not a contract. Like it's not a physical piece of paper or anything like that. It's an agreement. It is, it is, yeah, uh, an exchange, an even exchange. Actually, usually it's a very uneven exchange. You get something, they get something. And of course, that something does not necessarily mean your entire soul. It does mean you are beholden to them and, or you are now forever linked to them. Which uh, oftentimes is just a parasitic relationship where by receiving something from them and continuing, and and usually that leads to the ruin of a person because they become dependent on this future knowledge and they begin to wither away in their life presently. You know, if you are not living now, but for the thing that's to come, the now will uh, dissolve, you will lose your ability to really appreciate the existence you have, regardless of the promised future. So it is very dangerous Mm -hmm. because in many instances, they will just tell you what you want to know and you take it to be truth. And that becomes this cycle of self-destruction.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And a lot of times they use it almost as a trap. Um, Absolutely. And they don't give you anything else that really benefits you after that point. They're really just going to push you to the point where they're like to just get whatever it is that they, they're they looking for. So um, definitely don't uh, trust the spirit that is giving you uh, information that you should not know. If you hear that, you're like, peace out. Goodbye. Yeah, at least red flag it. Red flag it. Yeah. Um but JT is giving me the signal that we need to start wrapping things up. So thank you guys for all of your awesome questions. Yeah, you guys are, are s- great questions. <laughs> they're, they're always they're so smart. They are just like you know, super interesting question. So definitely keep it up. If um, you have a question, please feel free to utilize that Q&A button on TikTok. Or if you're a para junkie, you're more than welcome to message us or leave a comment on any of the posts or whatever. Uh, but with that, uh, Christy, you have a ghost tip that you'd like to share?
1: Yes. Do not sit in a room full of serial killer paintings.
0: <laughs> Don't do that. And lead by, we'll lead by, um, example on that one. So, yeah. Uh it's creepy and gives you a massive headache. It gives you a massive headache. Yeah. Yeah. But um okay, well cool. Well, we will see you guys in the next episode. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And stay spooky, y'all.